This episode is sponsored by Luminous Creative Agency. Headquartered in downtown Providence, Luminous works with businesses and organizations to enhance their marketing efforts by developing high-quality creative content, such as video, ad campaigns, design, branding, and more. You can learn more by visiting Luminous.agency. That's L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S dot agency. Welcome back to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the ocean state. As always, we are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi, guys. And just as a little, I don't want to call it a warning because this is still so fun and we're having such a great time. But the next few episodes that you're going to hear of our podcast are going to be remote due to the crazy, you know, COVID stuff going on. We thought it would just be best that after the holidays, we do the remainder of our Who to Watch interviews remotely just to keep ourselves safe, our guests safe, and the Rhode Island safe. Um, and on today's uh, episode, I'm sorry, um, we have Amber Jackson. So she is the founder and CEO of the Black Leaf Tea and Culture Shop. Um, if you pick up our most recent issue that she is on the cover of, um, You'll notice that in her story, the name of her company is missing the the. That's important because it's part of the name. So it's the Black Leaf Tea and Culture Shop. Yeah, that was something that we noticed after the fact. And uh, we wanted to make sure we clarified for people. I believe we fixed it online. But, uh, you know, print um, readers may not have seen the web version uh, and vice versa. And uh, we're hoping we get a little bit of crossover with our uh, our podcast listeners. So uh, anywhere we can be to uh, kind of clean up any small mistakes we make is always a good place to be. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to make sure everybody knew that we were going to be recording some of these remote because, I mean, you might notice that my microphone sounds the same because I have the recording panel on my side. So <laughs> I have okay, a mic and I relegated Sasha to uh, doing this over Zoom. Um, but yeah, I just we didn't want anybody to feel uh, put off by the fact that it's going to sound a little bit different, but it won't sound bad. It'll still sound good. We just wanted to make sure everybody knew uh, our conversation with Amber was a great one. Uh, she's a very interesting person. Uh, our business is is really cool. She kind of uh, took the deep dive into uh, doing her own thing and focusing on just her business uh, in the past year. And that's a big step to make. And she kind of goes over all that in the episode. And uh, I just really enjoyed talking to her. Yeah, as an entrepreneur, she really... Um was so inspiring because not only is she starting a business, but behind her business is a really strong sense of um, supporting other black owned businesses. She has tea talks, she has um, meetups, mixers, um, where she talks to other entrepreneurs um, starting off in the state. She kind of filled a void that she felt that she couldn't find when she moved here, um, which is a community of other uh, black, transplants who wanted to connect with their community in that sort of way. So she's doing a lot for herself in her business and for the community of Providence. And she's doing them simultaneously, which is amazing and inspiring work. She is so fun to talk to. She, her teas alone, I've purchased her teas before, before I even got to meet her. Um, her teas alone are amazing. If you haven't had the opportunity to try um, some of her products, please, if you get the opportunity to meet her at the flea market, use her um, website. 
her stuff is incredible. It's loose leaf um, tea that you steep. She has fun names, fun flavors. She has a really unique business model for her teas. Um, so yeah, get on board. It's it's life changing. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, like we said, she was great to talk to. And, uh, you know, you all can uh, seize the opportunity to get to talk to all of our Who to Watch um, guests and honorees at our Who to Watch party, uh, which will be in Providence at the Narragansett Brewery on January 18th uh, at six o'clock. You can get tickets on our website um, and the Who to Watch article. There will be a link and there's also uh, an ad that will run, run along the side of our website. And as Sasha always wants to make sure that I point out, there's also a link in our Instagram, uh, PVD Monthly. Um, yes, there is. We're going to have so much fun at this party. There's a lot of great um, people sponsoring it. We have Jaywoo. We have a few graduates from Jaywoo, part of this list. So they felt connected. Um, with the list of honorees we have, we have um, Rick Entertainment going to be playing some fun music. Little Sister will be serving up some delicious treats. And Rhode Island Cruise and Cocktails will be there, um, obviously, serving cocktails. So it'll be so fun. We're really excited. And Narragansett uh, Brewery Beer. Yeah. Which oh, is duh. Very, yeah. very important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are the sponsor to rule them all. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were great to work with, and it's going to be a great party. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys this conversation, and I know you're going to love hearing from Amber. Thanks, guys. Have fun. Grab some tea while you listen. <laughs> Have fun. So, hi, Amber. It's so happy to have you on our first remote recording. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Of course, and thanks for um, pivoting so quickly and joining us this way. Um, it's new for all of us, but we're going to make it work in the year 2022. Like it's happening. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know I said this before, but you know, you're part of our who to watch, um, issue, our annual issue where we highlight the movers and shakers of Providence doing cool and exciting, inspiring, motivating things. Um, we're so excited to have you as part of that list and to have you here. So if you wouldn't mind kind of introducing yourself and just letting us know, I know you're not from Rhode Island, how you got here and that sort of journey. Okay, yeah, and as you said, my name is Amber Jackson. I am a Southside Chicago native. Um, I moved to Rhode Island in November 2017 from my then job. So I worked at Brown University in athletics. Um, so I was their team travel manager and financial coordinator. So I managed to travel for all 38 teams by myself. It was a very, very busy job. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so uh, after being here, I just just a lack of representation. I think for me, this is such a, a drastic change from what I was used to being from Chicago, um, went to undergrad and grad school down south. Uh, in grad school, I went to HBCU. So I was used to seeing more of me in places. And so I, <laughs> if I'm being frank, like, yes, New England is the widest place I've ever lived in <laughs> This is the first time I, I know going to undergrad to PWI for undergrad, but it was MTSU is the largest school in the state of Tennessee. And so you do have more mixes of people. So I was used to, but I was also a STEM major. And so I, I was one of few at the time as a food science major. And so many of my classes are also Spanish minor. So in most of my classes, I was either one of few black people or the only black woman or some kind of useless kind of setting individual rooms but being in a whole like neighborhood is <laughs> just one of few of me's it's a bit uncomfortable and um 
Yeah, when I first moved here, my coworkers were really nice people. They would take me out places. And actually, one of the first places I went to was one of my new wholesalers, is uh, Bayberry Beer Hall. And love the place. The sex were absolutely beautiful, but I also quickly noticed that I was the only black person in the entire bar. <laughs> and I was just so uncomfortable. I was trying to have a good time. It's really hard to get out of that space once you kind of clocked it. And it's like, yep, it's just you, girl. Um, but and so that was happening often. But I was, you know, I lived in the east side of Providence. I went to mostly downtown kind of spaces. So being in those spaces, I didn't see myself there. And then finally meeting some of the other local like black transplants, they were the Brown or PC or uh, or grad students or, um, you know, med residencies, um, things like that. Um, just hearing the same notion oftentimes is like they could not wait to leave <laughs> because why would I stay if I don't see me here? And so um, even coming here, the Urban League was the first thing I looked for because being from Chicago, going to school down south, those places, the Urban League is extremely active. And um, the Young Black Professionals is a subgroup of the Urban League. And so when I first moved here, I was like, okay, where's the Urban League? So I can go to like, some mixers and like have spots of people. And lo and behold, they're not active in Rhode <laughs> which I had never heard of. Uh, and the one that is active is in Boston, but I'm not driving an hour to be around people and do activities, people that look like me. I shouldn't have to. And so I really wanted to, one, use my degree in food science, finally, and also um, use my love for tea and, and flavor and food and beverages to really um, showcase what my talents were when it comes to actually designing flavors. So that's how I kind of landed on tea and also grew up drinking tea. Um, and also, I wanted to use my platform to engage the community and celebrate Black culture through different programming. So I do host a monthly Young Black Professionals Mixer and a now virtual conversation series called Tea Talks. And so those are kind of a replica of this uh, YouTube series called The Grapevine. It's by Ashley Acuna. And it's uh, just a group of local Black people, uh, usually millennials and young professionals discussing things from cultural topics, current events. Um, dating, sex, relationships, anything from the above that affects us on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I launched my business April 11th of 2019. So now two and a half years in, and I just started with four tea blends. I've now expanded to 12. I'm also in a few restaurants and bars and retail spaces around Providence. So that's pretty much where I'm at right now. And I also just left Brown uh, December 3rd. So I'm now a full-time entrepreneur as well. That's awesome. Congratulations on um, what yeah. you have coming up. That's pretty spectacular. And um, coming from people who haven't had to feel the way that you feel, thank you for using your voice and your platform to create a space where people won't, you know, they have someone to connect to now. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's not only to take on starting a business, but to take on a community as well. Like that's a lot to put on someone's plate, especially because you had a job where you did you say 38 teams? You're managing so 38. They, Brown had the third largest athletic department in the country. And so uh, during the pandemic, we there's a lot of hoopla around our department. And uh, we ended up dropping some teams, bring some teams back. So it's now 34. Okay. Uh, but still a lot of teams. I was gonna say oh, 34, 38. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's still a lot, and that's uh, a lot to be on one person's plate, especially with all that just being in a new – I mean, I know you had been here since 2017, but it's still a new city. It's still a new yeah. state. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming your family doesn't live here to have that, like, mm -hmm. sort of back no, and forth and with. 
No, I'm also I'm used to being away. So I went to undergrad in Tennessee by myself, Preston, <laughs> Alabama by myself, and I actually prefer having my own space. So it's just like, this is fine. Uh, we're not, like I said, like love my family to death, but we're not the closest family. So also the kind of benefits me in a way also. So it's like, and also it's almost 2022. If I want to see my mom, I can call her. I can FaceTime her. I can hop on Zoom. So it's not like, you know, we're riding with any pigeons to Chicago. <laughs> there uh but no it just this, this works for me I, I enjoy having my own space they know that about me also just like uh people like do you miss being home like no <laughs> but you know like and no, no one's ever really far from me anymore because of technology so it's okay yeah technology especially i think in 2020 with all the craziness obviously with covid yeah. where before no one you know if you weren't in like a business setting to use like zoom no one knew how to use it and now yeah. everybody does yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of funny because I did some job interviews on Skype and I was like, Skype is not even a th thing now, it's just Zoom, so yeah. <laughs> it's so weird and it's so weird too. I mean, I appreciate all the virtual stuff, but even like a job interview over Zoom, how, I'm sorry, but that is so, that's gotta be like very <laughs> awkward because you can't read body language, you can't tell, right? Like if it's like a good vibe or not, like. Yeah, I actually had a couple and I was just like, I had to seriously debate, like, should I actually put on real pants or is it waist? Because they only sing like chest up, and so I have like, a blazer on, make sure I have some makeup on, so like I belong to somebody. Uh, with earrings, and I was just like, do I really? And no one's gonna ask me to stand up to see my outfit. Hopefully uh, not. It's just yeah, it's a definitely a different feel of just like questioning how far professionalism goes virtually. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh. I mean, if you know the other person, like you said, like with your family, you can keep kind of keep up with your family and stuff. And it's yeah. nice to be able to do like FaceTime or, or video calls. And it's kind of different because like you do feel like you're connecting more with somebody that you like actually did know. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're like, say, FaceTiming or video calling with somebody for the first time where you've never met, like it does feel even a little more impersonal then mm -hmm. even though you're seeing the person, it doesn't feel like there's not that connection of being in the room with them. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm so happy that me personally, I've gotten to experience you, Amber, at different markets. Um, yeah. I've got to meet you in person. And, you know, when we did the pedestrian bridge photo shoot, I'm so happy mm -hmm. that I got to um, be in your presence. And I have to say my experience when um, I had a few friends c come in from out of town they are all big tea drinkers. And mm -hmm. I, I had seen your business online and we were walking through, I, I believe it was the Providence Flea. And I saw your sign and I was like, oh my God, finally, like I get to experience <laughs> her in her business in person. And you were like, I can't even commend you enough for how like friendly and knowledgeable and cause it's intimidating. You know, I've never steeped tea before. Yeah. And I don't know what goes into it. And I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, what, is good and what's bad and what I'm looking for. Yeah. And you just, it was so nice having that like conversation with you. You're, you just are, yeah, you're very stellar in, in, in that oh, entrepreneurial. It's so true. And, um, you had like tea samples and I ended up going being like, okay, I'm going to get like, I'm going to try one tea. And I think I ended up buying like four teas, a mug, a steeper, <laughs> like a spoon, all these sorts of things, but I use them. I use them like daily now. So it's all, yeah. it's all, it's all good. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Oh my God. It's, it's so nice being able to talk to people who are, 
passionate about something and then mm -hmm. get to turn that into a business. Yeah. And I think as a business, even like, as you said, your interaction with me, I am genuine. I can't say if I'm introvert, extrovert. I know how to turn it on and turn it off. Yes. For me, like doing those markets for like smiling and standing on my feet and just being as pleasant as possible for five, six hours straight is exhausting. And so I know how to turn it on and turn it on. Even when my mixer is having events, it is, it, for me, interacting with that is because you also, like if the proudest fleet has hundreds, thousands, maybe people every single, that was a Sunday we did your Sundays. That's a lot of people to interact with on a daily basis. And so for me, that's a lot. But at the same time, understanding how much, how important uh, authenticity is. And so uh, I can turn it on, turn it off. That's still very much me. I want you to have a great experience with me in person because I put so much of myself into my products and the work that I do. And I want you to feel like no matter who you are, you had a great experience with me that you have uh, get to taste my products while you're there. You actually love it while you're there. If you have any questions, you know, I don't want people to feel like, oh, it's a dumb question. I'm not, some people have asked some dumb questions. I'm not going to lie, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of them. No, no, it's just at the same time, it's just like, I'm going to answer it and I'm not going to make you feel dumb for asking the question, even if it may be a dumb question. But I, you know, I don't want people to feel like, you know, also sometimes he has a kind of a pre-notion of being kind of uppity and pretentious and very like pinky, uh, like not pinky, but like, you know, white glove kind of a feel. And if you've ever met me, you know, that is not me at all. Uh, like I tell people all the time, like I cuss and I drink tequila. <laughs> I put liquor in my tequila. If you see my, my Instagram page, we did a whole um, holiday cocktail series, like me flavor and food and beverages. It should be fun, but also accessible. And so especially tea beings having such tea and herbs having such great health properties, I think people kind of shy away from because, like you said, I don't I don't know how to do this or it doesn't look complicated when reality is just one extra step from using the bag tea. So it's pretty simple. But, you know, people kind of shy away because it has a pre notions of being inaccessible. And so for my product and myself, I want you to feel like I'm accessible to you. Mm, I definitely I've felt that. And I even you in how awesome you and authentic you are, your product, honestly, like you can taste the difference between like a loose leaf tea and a bagged tea, which until I had yours, I've never had loose leaf tea to my knowledge, huh? maybe at a restaurant, but, and I yeah. know that like, I can taste the difference. It just tastes like, I don't know, better. Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but, um, and I, I got, you have a, a, a tea bag or not a bag, like a, pack of tea called glow right and it has like yeah. turmeric in it i yeah. drink that every day before my wedding because i'm like i know turmeric has like all these properties to make you like yeah. not bloated and like looking cute and <laughs> it worked <laughs> i think awesome. you know, like i have all my products i don't use any flavoring at all because that is well like tea historically has been used as a communal focal point and I use that in more ways than one with the actual community piece of my business but also the experience and so i think people especially nowadays uh, in today's society of like fast pace, instant gratification, everything's like constantly going to kind of outdo the yesterday of you. And so I really want to encourage people to just stop and take a moment and slow down. And so I don't use any flavorings with my blends because I want you to taste a natural ingredient as it is. Like some people it's like, oh, I have a mint blend called Money. And it's really, all my blends are much lighter on the palate, but still really flavorful because oftentimes using flavorings, whether it be natural or artificial, it'll kind of linger on your tongue. But mine is like you taste it for the moment 
And that's what it is. It's a moment. I want you to sit mm. and actually enjoy things in that moment. Um, even me curating the me time boxes. So I have these gift boxes. So there's a regular one and there's like a deluxe one for like the true like self-care connoisseur. Um, but it's really to encourage people to slow down and stop and enjoy the moment as it is. Enjoy the simplicity of the tea and the herbs in the moment that you're in right now. I love that. Was uh was tea a big thing in your family when you were growing up? Did you like grow yeah. up around it? Do you like you know grandparents or parents or? Yeah, I grew up drinking tea. Like my family's from down south, so they're from Nashville and New Orleans, and so summertime there is always iced tea in the fridge. Every ever all the time, it was Lipton, but it was iced. Tea <laughs> so not anything like what you're making now. Oh. No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't really start touching like loosely tea until like college because like growing up, we you know like Celestial, uh, Bigelow. Uh, so it's very like different flavored things. You know, of course, you know, there's no such herb that tastes like salted caramel, but there's a salted caramel tea, but stuff like that. But no, it's just something I grew up. I always grew up drinking tea. Um, definitely a more holistic approach to ailments for my mom, unless it was like something seriously wrong. We would prescribe something, but it was definitely a, you know, drink some tea and tea. And if we had to go to the hospital for, for me, it was where my brother stayed sick. I was the one that was never sick. But when I was, it was just like, you know, if there's something pres a prescription for it, we can take a prescription. But otherwise, it was just kind of like, you, you know, let your body do its thing. And that's what that was it. Um, and also growing up, like we had, I lived, I grew up in the hood. I'm from Southside Chicago, from Inglewood. But being, my family being from down south, even some of my neighbors, I had older neighbors, uh, the Glovers we had a garden in the backyard. And so some things that came from my family, you know, post-slavery things they brought with them from the South to Chicago. Once a, a huge part was gardening. So every spring, summer, my grandmother, we had greens, cabbage, tomatoes, bell peppers. We, I just go to the back, jalapenos, just back, go to the backyard, pick something I bring in the house. Our neighbors was saying they're from the South also, but a much older couple. Um, and they also had squash and everything else in their backyard. And so, it's kind of a, a we were kind of taking care of each other. It was Sunday dinners. My grandmother would take a plate to send me to go to Mrs. Glover and bring her and her husband, husband a plate. So it was just some things growing up, the um, the communal piece and the tea and the holistic kind of approach and the natural things kind of grew naturally to me because that's what I saw. Um, it was very unique for my neighborhood as it is a food desert. Um, and so in my neighborhood, I could put the corner store. There are, there's some now um, but I did not grow up with a grocery store in my neighborhood at all. But thankfully, I grew up in a household where we grew up in my grandmother's house until I was eight. We moved to uh, we moved out to our own place. But my grandmother had a car, my mother had a car, my aunt had a car, so we can go to other neighborhoods and get fresh fruits and vegetables and bring it back home. Compared to someone else who maybe on the bus with their kids, they can't fill up their fridge with kids on their arms and bus in the um, on the bus as well. So I was very fortunate in that way. Um, where I, did, I had, even in that scenario of being in the hood, like I had resources that other families on my block didn't. Well, I think um, all of, you know, the history that you're talking about, your your upbringing and everything like that brought you, luckily and thankfully brought you to our little beautiful Rhode Island Providence. And we appreciate it. Thank you, Brown. Thank you, whoever <laughs> brought you here. We appreciate you. Um, is Was there a moment, I know, like especially over 2022 when people, I know you started in 2019, but mm -hmm. was there a moment during this last year, especially where you were like, I can do this and I can do this. Like I can support myself with this 
Like what was, cause I know a lot of people over quarantine, you know, had regular or, or nine to five jobs and then became entrepreneurs because they could actually like make money and do the things they loved and had more control over their life. So I'm just wondering if there was like a point where you're like, okay, this is it. Oof. Um, <laughs> that might be a tough one. If it is, that's okay. But no, I, feel I just, it, was, uh, it was definitely more than just a single moment. I, mm -hmm. uh, I will say genuinely love the people that I work with at Brown. I don't know if I can cuss in this podcast, but I effing hated that job. Um, for getting back to like, this was just supposed to, like, I left athletics to, uh, I, after grad school, I stayed at A&M for a year and went home to take help with my mom. And then after about a year and a half, I took the job here. But once you leave athletics, collegiate athletics, that early in your career is very hard to get back in. And so my taking the job here was supposed to be my way back in. It was a two year plan. However, in after like a year and a half in, so I started my business and I needed that to become stable before I moved on to anything else because I didn't want to build this up and it just had it like ruined because I, you know, I had to, I had to go for a job and with athletics, you, you move for the job. Um, but no, I just, it was, it was just too much. I'm like, like my job is of managing that many teams by myself was a lot. I didn't enjoy doing it. And I found so much fulfillment with the community work that I did. Having people say that they genuinely love the product that I created, like all my blends are my designs. And those are things I really take my time to do. I test out and so I found so much more fulfillment in my business. Uh, I was a bit nervous at first when I first made the call. And I think I made a post about it on LinkedIn. Um, Tooney Shatter uh, was on with Venture Cafe. I was on a panel with early, much earlier this year, I believe. And I did say that by my 30th birthday, I wanted to go full time in my business. And I was at the Rise Women's Leadership Conference uh, this past October. No, I think October. And I saw her then, I turned 30 this past summer. And so she walked up to me, it's like, when was your birthday? She like, <laughs> remembered. So like, July, she's like, I remember what you said. I'm like, it's coming to me. Like I, at that point, I actually already like verbally gave my notice to my, my new boss at the time. And, but um, even just between then and like a couple of weeks, things just got more and more busy. And it's just like, I cannot keep doing both. Um, I was nervous at first, the idea of doing so, because I, even to this day, I've never paid myself for my business. Um, <laughs> so I've also, I've never had a loan. I haven't gotten any grants either. So I've really just been recycling revenue. Mm. But with that, I, instead of paying myself, I chose to invest in the branding of my business. So the regular size packaging, the me time gift boxes, the tablecloth, the website, um, the actual like design of the new packaging was done by Heather Broman, who was phenomenal to work with. Um, I just had an idea in mind, but I did not know how to verbalize or really bring my ideas into fruition. And she was the integral part of that and making sure that I was satisfied all the way through. Um, uh, Jesse did my website for me. Um, and these were just incredibly just helpful people. They came to me. It's like, hey, I see you need help. So here's some help. <laughs> Um, but no, I think for me, it just got to the point where I understood that there is limitations to um, survival. Brown paid my bills. 
Brown has the best insurance and benefits known to mankind. And that's probably the reason I stayed there for extra two years, more than two I was supposed to be there. Like they, I'm convinced we may have better benefits than the military. It is A1. Uh, not the best pay, but the benefits is what keeps you. But uh, it was just got to the point where that was not enough. And to the point where my business was seeing some serious turnover in revenue, where like my first year in business from April to December, I only brought in like 5,200 just getting my feet wet, just like seeing how things go. But then through the pandemic, it skyrocketed from 5,200 to 32 grand, where from 32 grand to now this year hitting 80, uh, actually over 80 this year. So it is a consistent like, double more than double wow <laughs> what I did the year before and so now it's just even the, once again it's not with a single grant we'll take that back I did get one grant that's from the Sam Adams brew, uh, brewing the American dream pitch competition I got a thousand dollars from that um but that is, was in no, October November but that's like a recent one but previous to that I have not had a single loan or um bank loan or grant and so it's kind of just donations from family, friends. My mom has been incredibly helpful financially um, as far as um, helping towards my business. Um, so it's just really having faith in the work that I've put into my business and the branding itself, the um, the verbiage and everything else. Like I, I think I do believe that I have something very special and I, I'm confident in the work that I've put into it. Well, it's very, very clear. You said a few times about branding and the names of your teas alone. I feel like to anybody, like you, like you said, like in the beginning of this conversation, you know, sometimes tea can feel like a little unaccessible. Mm -hmm. And with the names of your tea, they're so fun and cute and playful that it's someone who may have never even been a tea drinker or experienced it before sees a name like glow or Sunday morning or money or, you know, and they, and they, it's fun. It like adds like yeah. a funness to it. And mm -hmm. obviously there's a ton of reasons behind the names and what goes into it and the ingredients. But, you know, as a consumer, when you see it like that, it clicks and it like gives you a sense of like, Oh, this is fun. I love this. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can relate to this. Mm -hmm. So even like, I have one of my favorite reactions is when I like go through the list of tea blends and I get to money. It's like people always like giggle a little bit when I say, oh, this one's called money. And they just kind of giggle some. It's like, why is it called money? It's like, well, one, it looks like shredded money. And I actually was listening to Cardi B's money when I made it. And people just kind of die laughing. Just like stuff like that. This is what it's true. Yeah. But it's just also like, for me, like I said, for me, flavors are, it's, it's fun. And it's just, for me, I do consider myself a creative in the way I don't do like, like actual like uh, physical art pieces or music or writing. But like for me, flavor is my creative avenue and I think to have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, kind of in that group of people that um, would probably find uh, tea to be a little on the intimidating side. I kind of put it on the same, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, the same group as like uh, wine or whiskey <laughs> or like, cigars for some people like mm -hmm. where there's like it seems like such a surface level like oh it's just tea and then when you get into it there's like all these different leaves from these different places and yeah. you can steep them differently or do the make them differently and like I'm like that with whiskey and coffee like I like mm -hmm. fry my own beans and I have like every different way you can possibly make a cup of coffee you are right. I mean. yeah <laughs> yeah so but the, I've actually been um looking to get into tea which is one of the reasons I haven't said much in this interview is I don't know 
crap about tape. <laughs> but um, I've been looking to get into it because I have a, a thing where I like to tell myself that I will I, I'll eat or I try anything. Um, and mm-hmm. I kind of same thing with like red wine or even whiskey. When I first started doing it, I like kind of make yourself like it. Like I, I, I try it. You find like your avenue in. You find one thing that like kind of fits your palate, and then you just use that one to kind of broaden your way around it. Um, and I would be that I'd be on your list of people that would need to come in there and uh, actually try some teas. <laughs> well, that's why there's this twelve different blends, and if you actually go through the list, that's also why there's only four of my blends have actual tea leaves in them. Most of them are tisanes or herbal blends, and so it, it's it's more. Um, you know, newbie friendly in a way. Is a lot of people are not familiar when I say like, oh, essential green tea. Like they don't know what I don't they don't know what that is. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, you make it like once again accessible. And then from there we can have more conversations about, you know, the temperatures for different tea leaves and the different types of tea leaves and the countries they come from. But I think getting people in the door, even just like herbal blends, um, I generally don't promote it per any kind of uh, medical usage because you know I am not here for any kind of lawsuits. <laughs> my business insurance only goes so far and I'm not having it. So people may ask me like, you know, what can I do for this? I can say, Hey, I've seen some research that may suggest this verbally to you, but I am not putting on any labels. But no. I think for a lot of times, um, and I will say definitely the coffee industry, wine, even cigars, there's a lot of gatekeeping. Oh yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to educating people, you really just want to get their, their foot in the door. So if you can make it accessible, it's like, hey, here's a nice starter for you. It's all herbal, but this is just a different feel to it. That's why I named it this. And it's, it's you know, it's something easier for people to grasp their, their mind around. And so if you get them in the door and just taste it, mm-hmm. just just taste it. And I think for me, it's how I gotten a lot of people. Even uh, my first year in business, I was invited through Hope in Maine by um the uh, Providence Journal Food and Be- Food Choice Awards, and I had a booth there with Cope and May. I got invited through them, and of course, they had liquor there, beer there, and people. I made uh, iced tea. I made. I'm actually planning on bottling it soon. It's called a peachy keen iced tea, and it is amazing. <laughs> and so uh, I had it there, and people are like walking around like they, their wine glasses, like double fisting, like wine glasses. And yeah, this lady, she tried. If you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so this lady, she tried some. She literally went across the room, found her husband, who legit had a two drinks in hand. She's like, he's like, I don't even drink tea. He's just like, no, you have to try this. He tasted it and walked away with his glass, with his wine glass on my table because he he forgot the wine glass. Oh my god! <laughs> Converted a mini, but also that two people like they think of tea as like Lipton. It's like I don't make Lipton, and also like all my all my like all blends. I don't do just green tea. I don't do just black leaf. Oh, they're all blend so you would from me you will never have just a black tea or whatever else and all my blends are very unique and so a lot of people have never had like cocoa bay is black tea with coconut and roasted cocoa nibs a lot of people have never had something like that or like i said money it's a green it's a peppermint spearmint century green tea and cinnamon and so these like is there's something there's 12 different ones there's something for every end of the spectrum from fruity to spicy um you may like pho. Pho is a coffee substitute. It looks just like coffee, tastes similar, smells like it, but it's caffeine free. And so I have some people that solely just buy pho for me because they're trying to wean off of coffee, but it's like it gets similar taste, but it's not coffee. I do like lattes with it, iced coffees as well. And so there's something in there for everyone. That's just what for me, it's about accessibility. 
And also this is especially now where, you know, people are trying to find things to stay healthy and just try new things. It's, it's something different, but accessible. Like I said, for me, it's important for me that they are um, very tasty, unique in flavor where you won't probably find it in other companies, but it's also functional. You know, you can add, add some things to together and may not be good for you or just tastes great and does absolutely nothing. And so functionality is also very important to me. I use, um, cause I, like I said before, when I went to your booth for the first time and I got some teas, I, this is why I'm like a really good consumer for anyone because like any, I'm like open and down to do whatever. And I am 100% in on, if you believe it, I am all in. So whenever mm -hmm. I drink your teas, like if, cause I, I have money, I drink mm -hmm. it and I get motivated. Like I see that I put that in my tea and I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this for like mm -hmm. the glow one. I drink it and I'm like, oh, I know I, I get confident. I'm like, yes, I'm glowing. This is me. I'm great. This is perfect. I've when, done my job. Yeah, exactly. It's, even this one Sunday morning, like I was telling Nick before, you know, obviously this is our first remote recording. I was very nervous mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to have tea. I wanted to, um, show you my support and picking through the teas. I'm like, I'm going to do Sunday morning. Cause that's like relaxing. Mm -hmm. It feels good. It's easy. And it works. <laughs> easy like Sunday morning. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I am curious to know like, what was your first, and if you can't remember exactly, that's totally fine. But your first like tea blend, like what, how did you, what happened? How did you make it? I'm only laughing because it actually was Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> that See? was my very first blend. Actually, um, I, was, I was actually transitioning. So my business was initially supposed to be a sweet tea and cheesecake business. Um, while absolutely delicious, it is incredibly expensive uh, as far as the product itself, refrigeration, baking. And also, you know, Rhode Island is, I think it's Rhode Island and Jersey are the only two states you can't work as a food business from home. And so I work at a Hope in Maine and that's, $30 an hour, oh. not including storage. And so like that would have been very, very pricey. And so for me, I also did not want to limit myself. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not a Rhode Islander. I've enjoyed being here, but this this is not my home. And so I did not, I wasn't concentrating on just Rhode Island. And so I figured, yo, if I have some, I have these herbs, I'm really good at blending things together. I'm really good at concocting different flavors. If I can have a dried packaged, lightweight product, I can ship wherever. And so, um, yeah, Sunday morning was one I just wanted, like an entry level, more kind of traditional-ish kind of flavor where people are very familiar with chamomile. So I use that as my base. Uh, kind of a lot of trial and error. Uh, while chamomile is a flower, it does have a very strong flavor. Like, you know chamomile when you taste chamomile and it will take over your entire mouth. So finding that balance between the different herbs uh, is really just for me, any blend that I do, it's a lot of just trial and error. Um, well, I appreciate you um, explaining all this cool, like fun and inspiring and meaningful and motivating all of these steps that got you here. And obviously the, you know, the premise for who to watch is that 2022 is going to be an exciting year for you mm -hmm. and your business. So can you tell us what's going on with the black um, tea leaf and culture shop, you yeah. Amber and all that good stuff? Yeah, so um, looking forward to doing a lot more partnerships, expanding more into more cafes, bars, restaurants. I would like to get into the boutique hotel space also. 
Uh, I think that just fit my branding a lot better in like a typical grocery store kind of setting. Even price wise, it just fits better for me. Um, also, I don't know if you've heard of Sips Buy. It's a tea subscription box. I am starting with them this year, or 2022. So I will be starting with them with the spring box. Um, so yeah, it's, that's a huge like national brand. So it's very, very big for me. Um, yeah, just looking to do more partnerships, more wholesales, hopefully be making my first hire as well because I cannot keep doing this by myself. <laughs> so, you deserve uh, a break. Yeah, and it just, even with just trying to be smart, even with COVID, just like I'm, I'm vexed, I'm boosted. But if I have to be out, I don't care what Fauci says or that CDC says. I'm staying for ten days, not five. Um, if I can't, I, I pay my own rent now. I can't afford to be out for ten days. So for me, hiring an operations assistant is imperative. Uh, I know the state has some incentive now for like hiring. So I'm looking more into that. So that'd be like my first actual hire as an operations assistant. Um, Hope and Maine is letting me move into your, like their bigger space because I definitely need more storage because I'm producing a lot more. <laughs> Even with Sips by this first order is, is 2000 uh, for the first one. And the next one will be 4000 each quarter. So uh, I need space. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's just look, looking for space, looking for capital. Um, if I can find the capital to move into my own space and not have to worry about paying per hour somewhere else, that'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's really looking for uh, more partnerships, capital, um, like I said, moving into more wholesale. So I continue the ones that I have. So Bayberry Beer Hall, Bayberry Garden have been phenomenal to work with. Small format is the LGBTQIA cafe on uh, Wickedon. Uh, just started with Wildflower Vegan Bakery uh, earlier this month. Um, Blush Bake Shop, Inkfish Books and Warren, Hunky Dory and Warren. So looking to uh, spread more through the New England area. So as much as I, I really want to emphasize being a national brand. Um, I've always been an online business for that reason. Like I said, I did not want to uh, limit myself, but I am physically here. So I need to, uh, uh, you know, amplify myself in the space that I'm actually at physically right now. So I'm looking to do more, um, more branding, more wholesales in the New England area, definitely, where, you know, while I'm here, may as well like, spread it around. Uh, but yes, I think for me, spreading my brand and emphasizing myself as more of a national brand is really important for me for this next year and, you know, hiring some help, uh, doing more partnerships. I would love to do more. Uh, so I know like Amazon, I did a, a, a tea with them for the one day rollouts that they had, uh, one of the new shows. I would love to do the African American Film Festival at Martha's Vineyard. Uh, just things like that. This is being more involved in the community as well. So this is a project that I want to start working on. I would love to host at the RISD Museum because as wonderful as that museum is, they do not use that as much as they should. <laughs> um, so definitely doing more community work, um, hiring people. I think that's one of my the things I'm really excited about is actually being to hire people. Uh, I think as an entrepreneur, I think that it should be a goal for anybody. It's like being able to provide a source of income for anyone else, providing um, mentorship for other people is really important also. So if I can be for someone, that'd be great. Yeah, it's yeah, also a it, um, it's a a milestone. So like when you're, yeah. you're talking about you know you you had this as a side gig and then you decide to go at it full time and then the next milestone is like having to hire another person because you're doing so well. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool. yeah. It's it's pretty. Um, I think from your start is like your whole story is so inspiring. Like 
you know, feeling like you didn't belong. So you created a space for mm -hmm. yourself and for other people using your passion for mixing and uh, teas that you grew up with to create this product that clearly, I mean, when you said the numbers, like monetarily, clearly people are obsessed with and love. Yeah. Like these things that you're doing, and I think for any entrepreneur, whether you're from Rhode Island, whether you're, you know, from any other place, like you are such an inspiration because you yeah. gave yourself these goals, you met the goals. I'm sure there was some, you know, obstacles to get around. You've you've mentioned a few of them here, but you stayed with it and now like you're becoming I mean you are but like even more so a national company like that's crazy that's not yeah. crazy but I just love when <laughs> small businesses from our little state mm. when everyone knows about them yeah I'm just I'm really excited about everything that's coming even just like you know even not hiring help but like being more consistent with the community projects that I already have so like you know the mixers are getting better being more consistent but the tea talks are just I get so busy people are like when you have another one it's like I don't feel like talking, so <laughs> I just hadn't had one, but I have friends that are phenomenal what they do. So um, in January, one of my friends wrote a children, her, her daughter wrote a children's book. So I've worked with Symposium and we're doing a uh, a book reading such kids tea talk at Symposium. Um, so where I don't have to keep doing everything by myself. So like I have friends in so many different industries that are phenomenal people that are experts at what they do. And now can just say, hey, do you want to do this topic this around this time? You can pick your panel. You can host it. Here's the platform. And this will be the tea talk for the month. So just being able to remove myself from certain spaces and where I don't have to do everything by myself and allowing people to be that community for myself. Because I know that's uh, a big thing for myself also. It's just like one, I'm, I'm, I would not say perfectionist, but I'm very careful when it comes to my business and my brand. It's like I don't want everyone touching it. But at the same time, it's like, I can't keep doing everything by myself. Yeah, it's a fine line because, you know, your perfectionism got you to this point so perfectly, <laughs> you know, and now having to like let go of that a, a little bit. But yeah. I, I think that you, I know that it's going to go well. It's going to be just even having this conversation with you now, I can like, it, it means to, it means a lot to you. It's your business, you know, every aspect. If you're taking care of every aspect of it. So at the mm -hmm. end of the day, when you run into app, like if you run into obstacles or if something's not done to the perfect spe specifications, like you have so many branches that you're working with that, yeah. you know, it all goes, it helps each other, lends itself to each other, you know? There's some things off my plate now. So I did hire a marketing manager a couple of months ago. So Amanda, Amanda Brain has been great. I actually just hired, I don't know if you heard of Black and Bold. It is a coffee company. Um, he actually, one of the founders, I think that's the P, I can have to remember his name, I think it's personal. He actually used to work for Target. They do, they do a lot of work with Target. So if you see a lot of the um, Black-owned business initiatives, BIPOC community initiatives, that was his work with Target because he used to work for Target. Um, they work with a uh, strategy team called Cap Social, who I hired to do an audit of my brand a couple months ago, and I'm bringing them on starting in January to do my um, brand strategy now. So it's just like putting things in place. Yeah. Uh, so once we get to you know the threshold of 2022, I can just hit the ground running with some help. And just so you know, Nick, I meant to say this before, but I forgot. Next time we're in studio, I'm going to bring tea and we're going to have a tea tasting party. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to bring my, my three... Just bring, I have a steeper, but bring your own coffee mug. 
and we'll get to try all of them. <laughs> we got to get Nick an official uh, mug too. Yeah, Nick, you're so out of yeah. the loop. Oh, I promise. This mug was like, I like so, that mug. you know, I have, a, I, I like, uh, I, I have a thing for like that kind of simple, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Multi-material kind of look. <laughs> yeah. That's like right up my alley. I have, and this cork bottom won't scratch up your desk or anything. It's really cute. And what I love is it comes with like the top so you can travel with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's nice because, too. Because I love, I don't like those tumblers that are like tall that are like, I like that it's a coffee mug, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like I like a mug. So yeah, you thought of everything. I, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for being part of this with us. Um, yeah. I am so looking forward to seeing your journey in 2022 and beyond. I appreciate all your hard work and I love your team. <laughs> thank Please. you so much both. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, everybody can uh, pick up a copy of the magazine and uh, read the article about you as well as well, well as the, uh, the rest of the who to watch. Um, mm -hmm. But also what's the best way for folks to follow you and follow your business uh, on social online? Yeah. So the main website itself is the black um, the Instagram is the same as the black leaf and people always ask, is this black? Well, no, the, the, is a part of my name. So it's the black leaf. Uh, so Instagram is at the black leaf. Twitter is at the black leaf. What else do I have? Facebook is actually still the black leaf PVD. Um, but yeah, if you go to the main website, that is how you would get to uh, all the social media pages, the blog pages, all the older, um, T-Talks, so basically, like I said, with the pandemic, it was in person. They're now all virtual. So um, I've been privileged to record them on Zoom and put them on YouTube, but they're also available on the website when you look at the older T-Talks. Um, so those are on there. The events page is also on there. So any markets that I'm having, events, they will all be on the events page. We want to keep track of that as well. And also, if you want to buy some tea or gift boxes or accessories, you can get that all from the website at theblackleaftea.com. Perfect. They make great gifts. They do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for being on, Avery. This was really, really, really great. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Both have to be on. Thank you. And we'll see you at our party soon. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.